that. We are in Luke chapter 2 this morning. Uh, We're going to look back at one verse. Um, We have been pondering some things this month. Uh, Back in the beginning of the month, we began by looking at and pondering heaven, that place that we get to go when God calls us home. Then we pondered and thought about our life and what is your life? What does it mean? It's a vapor that appeareth for a little time, then, then vanisheth away. We, we pondered and, and thought about uh, your priorities and what are the priorities you're establishing and, and maintaining day by day and week by week? What are the priorities that you're, that you're living your life by? All of those thoughts really spurred and were brought out of a little over a month ago. I was reading this story and uh, this verse number 19 jumped out at me. Luke 2, verse number 19. He says here, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She, I mean, you think about somebody that had something to think about. Mary pondering in her heart. I mean, can you imagine just, just the addition of a new life to your home? That, that new baby that, I mean, John and Stephanie haven't slept for a week. <laughs> And, and just the excitement that a new child brings and the joy that it brings and all the things that you start thinking about. Oh, my goodness, I thought I was ready for this. And you found out you weren't ready for that. You, you thought you had thought of everything, but you hadn't thought of everything. And, and, and I just think about somebody that you can imagine that really had a lot to ponder. Mary had a lot to ponder. Not just the addition of, of this uh, baby, but the fact that this baby uh, added to her family was a promised Messiah. He was prophesied and promised that he was going to come. He was proclaimed by the angels. He was praised by the shepherds. He was presented gifts by the wise men. He was protected by God the Father. I mean, if you think about somebody that had a lot to ponder with regards to the addition of new life to their home, it would be Mary. And as I just kind of thought about about it and said, man... What was she pondering? What was entering her mind? I don't know that I could see into the mind of Mary. I think it's been since the creation of man that men have been trying to see into the mind of women. <laughs> and I just, I think we, we just can't do it. I, we try. Ladies, we're trying. But, uh, you know, maybe I, we just can't do that. But I know that for us this morning, what we want to do is take a few minutes, if you would, and ponder with me, Jesus. Ponder what Jesus means to you. Ponder and just think about this, this man whose name is Jesus. What he means to each and every one of us. Christmas certainly gives us much to think about. Beloved, it's not about the gifts that we get or even the gifts that we give, but it's about our friend named Jesus. One commentator wrote this. Here is a man who was born in an obscure village to a poor peasant woman. He had to move several times as he grew up and he worked with his father in the carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. Hey, he never owned a home. He never published a bog. He, he never ha- held any public offices. He never had his own family. He never went to college. He never put his foot in a big city He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place that he called home. He never did one of the things that in this world's eyes 
would look at and say, boy, that was something great. While still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. Many friends turned away from him. One of his own friends denied him outright. One of his friends turned him over to his enemies. He went through a mockery of a trial and was nailed upon a cross. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for the only piece of property he had, his cloak. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed tomb. But praise God, he didn't stay there. Praise God, it was a borrowed tomb, and that three days later, he arose from the grave a victor over death in hell. That is what Jesus is for you and I. This man whose name is Jesus is also called the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the great I Am. He is our high priest, our mediator, our redeemer, our deliverer. He's our healer, our savior. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, the son of God, the word of God, and the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That is who Jesus is. We want to ponder this man named Jesus this morning. We know from the word of God that he was a part of creation. In John chapter 1 verses 1, 2, and 3, he says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. As part of the Trinity, the triune God, Jesus was present at creation because He is not only the creator of all things, but he is the keeper of creation. He is the master architect of this universe, the manager of all time. He is, he always was, and he always will be. He's unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and will never be undone. His name is Jesus. I praise God that Jesus is willing to leave his crowning state in glory and come and be born in a cattle stall. Luke 2 verse number 7 says, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. What an amazing thing to ponder that God, God in the flesh, came and dwelt among us. That he came, he was all God, but he was all man. Can you explain it? I can't explain it, but I know he was all God. And he came, and as the person of God, he laid in a manger, in a cattle stall, and was born in these humble beginnings. This is something to prophesy, something to celebrate this morning. Isaiah prophesied and said of him that he's the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. His name is a strong and mighty tower. He's called Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is our provider. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is our healer. Jehovah Nissan, the Lord is our banner. He is the El Shaddai, the great and almighty God. This man named Jesus. Are you awake today? We're pondering and thinking about Jesus. And yes, he is a babe born in a manger, but he also was God in the flesh. All God and all man. As a boy, he walked the streets of gold. Streets of gold. He walked the streets of Jerusalem as a boy, but he was still God. And as he walked the streets of Jerusalem as a boy who was still God, Nobody knew his name. 
Nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew the power that he held. Nobody understood the fact that he was the redeemer of all mankind. But obedient to his mother and father and a keeper of the law, he lived his life sinless. He was there in Jerusalem with his mom and dad to observe the Passover. But as a boy, he understood that he was the Passover lamb. That one day he himself would be given as the ultimate sacrifice to be the the lamb whose blood was shed to cover the sin of all mankind. He understood that because although he was just a boy, he was still God. I'm sure that he could see in his mind's eye that one day when he would be walking those streets of Jerusalem again and yet they would be crying, crucify him, crucify him. Yes, he was a man, but he also was God. We think and ponder this man named Jesus and how men all through the ages have desired to get to him. Maybe not even understanding exactly what could be done or who he was, but I I think of the story that we recently dealt with on a Sunday uh, about these four men who carried their friend to Jesus. You remember they're carrying him and they they, they tore the roof off and they had to to expose the roof to get him down and you could see them fighting their way through the crowd and and they're saying, what are you trying to do? Where are you trying to go? We're trying to get to Jesus. We're trying to get to Jesus. That's who we're trying to get to. We think about the woman at the well who met Jesus, blind Bartimaeus, who met Jesus, Jairus' daughter, who met Jesus, this man named Jesus who fed 5,000 and walked on water and stilled the storm. We could go through the pages of Scripture and, and, and story after story after story just expound on the magnificent of this man named Jesus. The world might not like him, but they can't impeach him, and he's not stepping down. He's not going to resign, and he won't run from you, and you can't hide from him. My friend, what are we waiting for? Jesus is all we need. He's all I need. He's all you need. He's all our family and friends and neighbors need, because he is all in all. He was bruised, and he brought our healing He was pierced and he eased our pain. He was persecuted and bought our freedom. He was dead, but brought life. He is risen and he brings power. He reigns and he brings peace. The world can't understand him. Armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him and leaders cannot ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him and the Pharisees couldn't confuse him and the grave couldn't hold him because he was Jesus. He was God in the flesh that came and dwelt among us. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. And the new age will never replace him because his name is Jesus. We know that he was God, but he also was man. The other aspect that should for you and I bring us great comfort. He lived 33 years here on earth and the Bible says in Hebrews 4.14 that we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. 
Yes, he was God, but he was also a man. He felt pain. He felt worry. He felt the the pressures of this world. He felt the temptations that you and I face. He knows what you're enduring. And yet he was perfect. He is light and love. He is longevity and he is Lord. He is goodness and kindness and gentleness because he is God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, and pure. His word is eternal and his will is unchanging and his mind is on me. He is my redeemer. He is my savior. He's my guide. He's my peace, my joy, and my comfort. I love him because he first loved me. I serve him because it's the least that I can do. For he is my bond and he makes my burden light. I follow him because he is the wisdom of the wise. S.M. Lockridge said, he is the power of the powerful, the ancient of days. He is the ruler of rulers and the leader of leaders. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He is the sovereign Lord of all that was and that is to come. Are you pondering Jesus this morning? This man named Jesus Not only was he a creation and not only was he found born of a virgin in a cattle stall, but he also went to the cross. He went to the cross in Philippians 2, 7 and 8. He says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion as man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Beloved, for us to ponder his birth, without pondering his death is to rob from him that for which he came to earth. To forget about his goal and the reason that he came. He didn't come to be born in a manger. He was fulfilling prophecy in doing that, but that's not why he came. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came that he could be the Lamb of God Slain for the sins of the world. That's why he came. So we must also, if we're going to ponder Jesus, we might not just ponder this babe in a manger. Everybody loves the babe in a manger. But they reject the man on the cross. I praise God that he went to the cross for me. Do you praise him today he went to the cross for you? But I praise him more that he didn't stay there. I praise him today that we serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy and I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he is always near. Why? Because he lives. He lives. You know, he's the only one that did. You go, whatever faith you want to look at, And the founder is in the grave somewhere. You could go, and it's actually part of many of their faiths. Go to the place where they're buried. Go to the place where you can see their grave. Go to the place where you can see where their body lays. But you go and find the place that they believe Jesus' body was laid, and it's an empty tomb. 
You know what? If it's not the right tomb, I really don't care because he rose from whatever tomb he was put in. Amen. He is risen. He rose from the dead. He stands at the right hand of the Father. His goal is a relationship with me. He said he would never leave me, never forsake me. He'll never mislead me. He'll never forget me. And he'll never overlook me. When I fall, he lifts me up. When I fail, he forgives me. When I'm weak, he is strong. When I'm lost, he is the way. When I'm afraid, he is my courage. When I stumble, he steadies me. When I'm hurt, he heals me. When I'm broken, he mends me. When I'm blind, he leads me. When I'm hungry, he feeds me. When I face trials, he is with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. And when I face loss, he provides for me. And beloved, one day when I face death, he's going to carry me home. This man named Jesus because he is mine and I am his. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, and every time, and every way. For all of days, he is all we need. He is Jesus. Those much wiser than me put it like this. For the astronomer, he's the bright and morning star. For For the baker, he is the bread of life. For the builder, he's a sure foundation. For the carpenter, he's the door. For the doctor, he's a great physician. For the educator, he's a teacher. For the electrician, he's the light of the world. For the farmer, he's the sower and the lord of the harvest. For the fireman, he's the water of life. For the florist, he's the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. For the geologist, he's the tried and true stone, the rock of all ages. For the historian, he's the ancient of days. And the jeweler, he's the precious cornerstone. For the jury, he's the faithful, tried and true witness. For the laborer, he is the giver of all rest. For the lawyer, he's the advocate and the mediator. For the merchant, he's the pearl of great price. For the news reporter, he is good tidings of great joy. For the pharmacist, he's the balm of Gilead and the ointment of healing. For the philosopher, he's the wisdom of God. And the photographer, he's the expressed image of God. For the printer, he is the word. For the publisher, he is the author. For royalty, he's the king of kings. For the shepherd, he is the lamb of God. And the student, he is truth. The theologian, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is Jesus. This is Jesus. We're pondering Jesus. Sometimes we forget how much he is and what he means to us. But Christmas is a time where we ponder the babe in a manger. And we think about that he went to a cross for us. And beloved, we also not only acknowledge the fact that he was at creation, not only the fact that he went to the cross, not only the fact that he was born in a cattle stall, but beloved, I want you to know that one day, regardless of what this world thinks or feels, he will be crowned. He will be crowned. Philippians 2, 9, 10, and 11 says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Beloved, the day is coming when every knee is going to bow. Every knee is going to acknowledge the fact that he is Lord. That he is the creator of the universe. That he is God. But if they wait... Till after death to acknowledge that, it will be too late. If they wait till after Jesus comes again, it will be too late. God has given us what the Bible describes as a space of grace. A period of time. 
where God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God asks of you, will you today, this very day, acknowledge him as Lord? Will you accept his forgiveness for the sins that we've committed? One day every knee will bow. We can do so willingly today or do so reluctantly later. I don't know if you ever pondered or thought about it. He came down from glory to be born in a cattle stall. He came down from the cross to win victory over sin in a grave. And one day he's going to come down and take us home. Amen. The man named Jesus. There is a song that goes like this. So love, then love came down wrapped in a baby's birth. God gave the best that he could give and sent his son to earth. To this world of sin and wrong came the music of heaven's song. In sin we were bound, but then love came down. That's Jesus. This morning as we think about Christmas, we just want to ponder Jesus.